Live Mike. Steeler fans, it is time once again for another edition of the Live Mike Podcast. My name is Michael Beck, your deputy editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and we're bringing it to you again this week, looking at the things the Pittsburgh Steelers cannot do this offseason, things, in my opinion, they must avoid doing in order to become a better team, not only this year, but moving into the future. Now, first and foremost, I know one of the things that was kind of uh, hotly debated after uh, Kevin Colbert spoke with the media on Monday, February 21st, was uh, one of the comments he made about Mason Rudolph being the starter if the season were to start today. First and foremost, people, if the season started today, he would be the only quarterback currently under contract. So, of course, he'd be the starter. So just relax, R-E-L-A-X, relax. He would be the starter by default. That's just the way it goes. But the big thing here that I wanted to talk about is the Steelers would be making a massive mistake if they were to go out and spend big-time money, basically all the money that they've uh, freed uh, themselves um, this offseason, all that cap space that we've been talking about, if they were to spend it all on a quarterback. To me, that's the one thing they can't do this offseason. Sure. If someone in the draft they truly believe is that franchise guy, that guy that's going to step in and do what Ben Roethlisberger did back in 2004 for this team, I understand it. I support the move. If they believe that quarterback is the next guy, then yeah, you go ahead and draft them. But then again, that rookie contract with the 20, the 20th slot, they'll only be making about $2 bucks per year. That that cap hit is like less than 2% of the total salary cap that the Steelers would have to operate with this year, and that number is just going to continue to grow like uh, the charts have estimated it say they will as the years go by here so if it comes to draft yeah that's fine trading for an Aaron Rodgers like right now with this team ditching multiple first round picks for Rodgers or Russell Wilson sinking all that salary cap they'd still have the same problems they did in 2021 they still have the bad offense line like would they be able to bring back a Trey Turner? Would they be able to bring back Chooks Okorafor or Juju Smith-Schuster, James Washington? It'd be a worse offense. You'd have a better quarterback, sure, but whoever that person is would be underdressed the entire game. What the Steelers need to do is go out there, fix the rest of the offense before worrying about a quarterback. And when the time is right, you make that trade up in the draft or, or where what what have you to find that player you make the move then but right now for the team that has its flaws and its issues you have to correct that first now one of the big things i think that needs to be said about the quarterback position as well is you can't just go out and spend money on guys that's like a middle middle eight middle 16 quarterback the only guys that i'd spend legitimate money on right now um in the quarterback market, it was those top eight guys, the guys that can legitimately win you a Super Bowl. Um, your Patrick Mahomes, uh, obviously your Matthew Stafford, who just got the job done, uh, Justin Herbert. 
that's the level of player. If they're not in that stratosphere right now, I, I'm not giving them that level of cash because that, those deals can sink your team and they will sink your team until all of those dollars come up off the books. And you're not signing a player on a $40 million per contract to a one-year deal. That's that's not how it works. These guys, these GMs want to spread that cash out. So you're going to be sinking yourself for close to 10 years. For a player that's not pushing the needle, not pushing you towards a Super Bowl. So what is the point exactly in spending that cash in that position in a spot that's not truly pushing the needle? So for me, the biggest thing, the absolute key to this offseason is not overspending for a quarterback and not relying on someone who's a, a $10 million or less dollar quarterback to be enough to push the needle for a Super Bowl. What the Steelers need to do is build a great roster and then try to hit it big in the draft. That's that's what it comes down to. And really, the way I'm talking here, I'm not even talking about this year's draft. This is a future move. Just think about the teams that have recently added a quarterback, and that's kind of what pushed them over the hump. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers two years ago, they make the move for Tom Brady. Yeah, sure, he's older, but... Their roster was loaded, ready to win a championship, and that's exactly what they did. Look at the Los Angeles Rams this year. They had Jared Goff playing for them, setting them back for a mid-$30 million cap hit. Again, that's another player that uh, was holding a team back. They make the move for Stafford, give him talent for the first time in his career, and he's a Super Bowl champion. You have to build the roster first. Having a bad team... And a good quarterback, it doesn't matter. That player is not going to hit their potential. They're not going to help you win. And Matt Stafford's the perfect example of that. Look, look at what he had in Detroit over his entire tenure. Sure, he had Calvin Johnson for a stretch of that, but that was it. Who was his next best weapon over that time? I remember Javid Best and Eric Ebron, who wasn't even good for the Detroit Lions. He didn't hit a stride until he started playing for the Indianapolis Colts. They, there just wasn't that talent around him in Detroit, and you saw what happened. Building your team first and then adding the quarterback is the true key here. Now, a, a team that had built the talent but then kind of flubbed it from there, look at the Cleveland Browns. They're a team that, quote-unquote, won the offseason like the last five years in a row, but they draft the wrong guy at quarterback, and look what happens. What you have to do is build the roster and then find the right quarterback. And if you don't believe that guy is, don't be afraid to move on quickly. There's nothing wrong with cycling through quarterbacks. And, and I'll use the Arizona Cardinals, for example. They, they took Josh Rosen 10th overall, I believe it was. The year following, they were the worst team in football. First overall draft pick, they take another quarterback in Kyler Murray. Sure, there's some issues there now, uh, but still, Murray offered more uh, at that quarterback spot than Rosen ever came close to. So the overarching theme here is do not waste your top picks, your top dollar at the position until your team is ready to do so. And really, the Steelers themselves are a great example of this. Just think of the team the Steelers had in 2004 when they drafted Ben Roethlisberger. How many future Hall of Famers, how many absolute studs were on that roster, like Alan Fanica and James Harrison, who was coming into his own, and uh, Joey Porter and Troy Polamalu and Ike Taylor and Brett Kiesel and Aaron Smith. And you can go on and on with this team, like Heinz Ward and Jerome Bettis. Like, this team was loaded to the gills with talent. And then they added the quarterback, and they're instantly a 15-1 and one team they lose in the AFC title year after they win the Super Bowl. That's the ideal situation you want to have your quarterback step into. So 
we'll see how that all kind of plays out with the Steelers here. But one of the things that I will 100% preach until uh, I go uh, blue in the face here this offseason is don't waste cash on a quarterback that's not going to win you a title. Moving forward past the quarterback spot, because I know that's going to be a a topic of conversation that's going to be brought up plenty this offseason, but moving past that, one of the other things I want the Steelers to be able to do and actually physically do for once because they have the money and they're kind of lacking that leadership, especially in offense, is not be afraid to spend money on talented players. Uh, One of the things Kevin Colbert said when he was talking to the media once again was uh, he wished he signed another uh, cost-effective offensive lineman in the offseason. That's great and all, but cost-effective and talented are two very different things. Uh, bringing someone in on a $2 million deal, sure, that, that's great. That, that's not really affecting your, your your bottom line that much in, in terms of the salary cap, but moving past that, how much is that pushing the needle of your team in a championship direction? If the Steelers could go out and, and land someone like a Toronto Ar- Armstead, it, yes, I know he's getting older and not ideal add by any means, but going out and getting a big fish and someone you know is going to transition well to your team, I think that's the really one of the perfect scenarios and one of the things you kind of have to do here this year is don't be afraid of spending real money on talent. The Steelers, of course, like they draft well. They found TJ Watt. He's one of the better players in football I think we can all agree on. Uh, defensive player of the year, that's, that's the kind of guy they pay, but how much different would things be if the Steelers could land a player not quite of that caliber, but in a top tier caliber, if they could add that through free agency and someone who's already that like that level? When was the last time they've done that? And have they ever truly done that in free agency? Really, there hasn't been many needle pushers that the Steelers have signed over the years. That wasn't much more than just kind of one of those depth pieces. It's just one of the things this team hasn't been able to do, first and foremost, because typically they don't have the money to spend. But in years they do, they still don't acquire that level of talent. Like, they've whiffed on the signings of Mike Mitchell. And I remember remember Ladarius Green and his one absolute insane game he played for the Steelers before uh, the second concussion of the season that basically ended his career. It's just one of those things. The Steelers have not been successful in free agency, and typically they aren't chasing the big fish, and that's partly one of the reasons why. I want this team to go out and actually be willing to sign a big name. Like It doesn't have to be four and spend all your cash on trying to bring in four of those top 20 players. Give me one guy in the top 10. That is going to change the direction of your team bar none and if you can find someone that's still in their 20s doing that yeah that is a w of a signing and that's something i want to see the steelers be bold enough to do this year and actually make their team for the better so hopefully that is exactly something they will be able to do now i want you all to hang tight we'll be back with more live mic action in the second half of the show and breaking down more things the steelers need to be able to do this year and we'll be back with that in just a moment so hang tight and We'll be back with the second half of our show in just a moment.
righty, Steeler fans. It is time for the second half of the Live Mike podcast. As usual, if you enjoy the content you get here today and you enjoy my takes, you can always uh, expand that conversation with me over on Twitter at MichaelBeck56. Uh, I try to uh, respond to as many as uh, as many of you, I should say, as I can. Uh, but uh, like, with anything, uh, there'll always be some extra and great Steelers content. Uh, more thoughts over on the Bird app. So you can go ahead and once again follow me on Twitter at MichaelBeck56. While you're there, Follow at BT Steel Curtain uh, for every Behind the Steel Curtain uh, story, podcast, article, and uh, more thoughts over on that page there as well. Now, getting back into the theme of today's show, and um, it's, it's kind of uh, kind of originally started as the things the Steelers have to avoid, but it's also kind of a mix of the things the Steelers have to do. And there, there is so many things the Steelers have to do this year, but looking at the draft specifically, one of the things they can't do to me in this draft, a weak draft, is to draft players based on position positions of need. Because like I said, this is not a strong draft. This, this is one that's kind of along the lines of, I, I want to say that 20, uh, 2016 draft. Uh, excuse me, or no, a little bit before that, 2014, the Jarvis Jones draft. If you remember that year, uh, it was like the guys at the top of the list were Eric Fisher and Luke Jokel uh, and, uh, oh man, the, the pass rusher out of Oregon that was one of uh, one of the uh, uh, Deion Jordan that's that was his name Deion Jordan who ended up being like not much you look at the first round of that draft and that was one that was considered a weaker draft and a year quarterback wasn't taken in the first round at all and to me it's comparable to that it is comparable to that to a T there are still teams that hit, though. Look at the Houston Texans. They they landed DeAndre Hopkins in that first round. Sure, the Texans are a dumpster fire and had to trade him away years later, but they still had one of the best receivers in football for a number of seasons. To me, if a player is better and you still have talent at that position in a weak draft. I think you have to, you have to pull the trigger. If the Steelers took a wide receiver with their first round pick, would I love it? Not really, but there's good potential that that receiver could be better than the next 30 picks like after that. So really one of the things the Steelers have to do here is each and every pick draft on based on who the best player available is. And that's one of the harder things to say, especially when you're a QB needy team. But you look at some of these mock drafts, and one of the reasons why I love Tyler Linderbaum so much is he's kind of a consensus, someone who should be a top 10 pick, but considering he's an interior offensive lineman and the needs of other teams ahead of the Steelers, he might make it there. You have to make that pick. You have to pull the trigger there. Like when it comes to receivers or edge rushers, I, I know those aren't positions that you necessarily want this team to draft. It doesn't make a lot of sense. But if they were to do that, if they made a move along those lines and they actually hit on the picks, then I have no problem with it. Just draft based on who the best player on the board is. Try to avoid the best you can uh, taking guys who are just positional fits because generally in a draft class that's kind of weak like this one at a pretty much every position, 
there's going to be a number of whiffs and busts in the first round, and there's going to be plenty, plenty of players that uh, are simply just provide nothing to their team. Find the guy that's actually going to help you moving forward. Don't be afraid of that. And once again, the Steelers, with the amount of holes they have, you're going to fill something if you're able to draft someone of talent. And that's one of the things we have to look at this year in this draft class. Now, one of the other things I want the Steelers to kind of avoid doing this year and something they did uh, this past season is the void void year deal. They signed a number of players to voided contracts, Juju Smith-Schuster and Ben Roethlisberger and Eric Ebron. Those all told. All that money is is on the books now. Um, It was believed that Trey Turner's deal had void years on it and Melvin Ingram, whose contract was traded but still has implications on the Steelers cap situation. I don't want them pushing more money into the future. And, And one of the ways the Steelers could look at this season... They could bite the bullet on a lot of their bad contracts, not restructure anyone, uh, not sign anyone to void deals, and have a ton of cap next year. Sure, you don't want to waste the primes of T.J. Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick and Najee Harris and and Claypool and Johnson and on and on, but there is talent on this team and talent that is good enough to win right now. But... One of the things that can really help you is making those smart signings, those smart deals. And the Steelers could get away with just releasing some players and not adding more money onto future caps. Releasing some players now, not restructuring restructuring guys like TJ and Cam, and not signing any more void years, not pushing any money in the future. The Steelers can do that this year, and they could be in a very, very, very good spot in that 2023 offseason. It'll be one of the kind of harder things to do when you're trying to rapidly improve your team. So you're going to have to kind of sit back on that and just see how things play out. But it's one of the th- one of the tools the Steelers kind of have uh, at their disposal in this Offseason, and it'll be one of the things that I'm going to keep an eye on as we move forward. Another draft thought that I don't think the Steelers can afford to do is trade up. Like I mentioned before, it's a weak draft class, and trading up for a quarterback in a class that's already kind of looked at as, as a porous QB draft class, uh, you take all the top quarterbacks this year and put them in last year's class, and they're probably all going after Kyle Trask, if we're being honest with ourselves here. Trading up for one of them, that's not the answer. Like, the best players in the draft are the top five guys, and they're all going to go in the top five. We're being real here. There's no one worth the Steelers giving away more draft picks to move forward for. Could they trade back to acquire more picks? It's Once again, the Steelers haven't done it in 21 years since the Casey Hampton pick, who's been retired for, what, 10 years now? Uh, <laughs> but it's just one of the things... When it comes to trading draft picks, I I don't want the Steelers to move up this year because they have limited draft capital. They're probably only going to receive one compensatory selection, which really sucks considering the amount of talent they lost last offseason. But trading those picks to move up just doesn't make any sense. It's going to hurt your team now, and it's going to hurt it in the future. And trading back, as much as you'd love to see it, it's just something the Steelers don't do. I would love to see them acquire more picks. Perhaps they, they trade back in the second round. That might make a little bit more sense. I have a hard time believing the Steelers do it with their first-round pick unless they got a very good sweetheart of a deal. Uh, but I I just 
cannot envision them moving forward. And I truly think it'd be a mistake if they were to push their chips into the center of the table and try to uh, make a deal along those lines. Stay put at 20. There's nothing wrong with that. And uh, try to have some success with that moving forward. Now, kind of looking at, at the rest of the roster here and trying to figure out some of the things the Steelers can't afford to do. And and one of these that it might it might sound hard, it might sound harsh even, but one of the things they can't afford to do is let Stefan Tuitt take all offseason to make up his mind on his playing future, not only with the Pittsburgh Steelers, but whether or not he wants to play football at all. He is one of the best players on the Steelers when healthy. Uh, obviously, he went through that tragedy of losing his brother last year, but battling that knee injury, which I don't even know if it required surgery, and keeping him out all season, that hurts your team. That's a, a giant chunk of your cap space that you never got uh, on the field. And what could the Steelers have done with that extra money? And knowing they wouldn't have that spot, could they have gone out and signed J.J. Watt like I know a lot of us wanted to have happen, reunite all the brothers lost offseason? Quite possibly. Uh, if that those dollars weren't there, it would have made a lot of sense and could have made the Steelers give out a more competitive deal in that situation regardless of what you think of that deal. But I just mean in general, if, uh, if Stefan to wants to take until training camp to make up his mind, that's not good enough. And really, uh, again, I know it sounds harsh, but this is pro sports and you have to be able to make those tough business decisions if you want to win championships. But if he's out and is not going to play this year, then the Steelers are going to just simply going to have to move on from him, much like they did with David DeCastro. But hopefully you make that move before free agency begins, before the draft, so you know where you stand and you can you can actually assess and fill that position. I know the Steelers are hopeful to have him back and want to have him back, but if he doesn't want to go anymore, and if he goes before uh, the free agency even begins, and the Steelers could be players in like an Akeem Hicks or, or a big-time free agent once again, because that's going to free up about another $10 million for the cap this year, and the Steelers can use that money in improving that position. So once again, the Steelers need to uh, put a hard cap on uh, what Stefan Tuitt's timeline is of coming back into the mix. So to me, those are all the big points, all, all the things the Steelers have to avoid doing, simply have to do, depending on which side of the coin you want to look at on, on these topics. But I'm, I'm curious to know what uh, each and every one of you think as well. So uh, if you want to add to the conversation, you, once again, you can do so by following me on Twitter at MichaelBeck56 or follow uh, BT Steel Curtain to get all the latest uh, news and uh, and film rooms and what have you from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, which also brings me to my next point you should be clicking over behind the steel curtain.com your one-stop shop for all things pittsburgh steelers and make sure you're checking out the entire btsc family podcast once again my name is michael beck thank you for tuning in to today's show we'll bring more live mic action back to you in a week Ladies and gentlemen, we are creeping up to free agency. The Steelers are making big moves like signing uh, Brian Flores. Things are getting real this year, and it's time to start looking forward to 2022. So once again, thank you for listening to today's show, and we will catch you guys soon.